another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the host of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week, we talk about a new topic and we drink a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Nat. And this week, we are talking how to explore your spirituality in your adulthood And we're going to be talking about what to do if you're having a spiritual or religious identity crisis, how to incorporate your spiritual beliefs into your adult life, and what to do if spirituality or religion just doesn't even work for you. Yeah. We're covering all angles All bases here. But now, let's go through some housekeeping first. Yes. So you guys know, random advice. (laughs) We love the new random advice segment, and we love hearing from you guys. So feel free to DM us at am I doing this right pod on Instagram or email us at am I doing this right pod at gmail.com if you need any questions answered, if you need some advice from your friendly besties over here at Am I Doing This Right headquarters. Um, We will love to help you. We would love to help you. Yeah, we really would. So Nat, should we open up the bottle? Drinking on the religious episode. On the religious episode and at 10.45 a.m. I've eaten one banana. That's That's all. That was your breakfast? Yes. Um, I know. It's not great. No, but you wake up so early, so it's almost inexcusable. It's true. Here's the thing. My blood sugar was really high this morning, oh. so I couldn't eat That's true. until just now. <laughs> well, what I, are we drinking? <laughs> we're drinking- What's your breakfast drink? Yes. The Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc 2018. I think that Kim Crawford is from New Zealand. Let me- Oh, yes. New Zealand. Oh, do you, I feel like, do you know her? I don't know her. I think my dad knows her. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. I don't really know that for sure, but Ooh. people really like this one, so I've actually never tried it. Breakfast wine. Of champions. <laughs> cheers. Oh, we're going to actually cheers. Wow. Yeah, it's early. It's pretty early. Oh, okay, Kim Crawford. Okay, come through, maybe. We'll find out later. But now, I'm really proud of you because <gasps> you just launched your new, new perfume. perfume. Thank you. Yes, so I came out with a new perfume. It's called What Happens in Vegas. It's a very wild scent. Oh, I'm still wearing it. I'm going to oh, smell yeah. it now. Yeah, tell the people what it smells like because I don't okay. know how to describe it to people. So when I first put it on, it smelled like chocolate, like very, but like not like a, not like a Hershey bar chocolate right like deep like, like cocoa cocoa uh-huh, you know, whatever that uh-huh. but now I, I i don't even pick up on chocolate anymore it's transformed on my skin and it's <laughs> the asmr <laughs> is like, <laughs> honestly i can't it's, indescri- it's indescribable it's indescribable in a great way and it's very it's like you want to keep smelling it because you're just like what is it i know it's, it is it it is warm though Kind, yeah, kind I would of. I it's warm. Uh-huh. So I have two perfumes. I have one called Blood Sugar Baby, and that one is very, like, kind of wintry almost because it's like – Yeah, it's like a vanilla-based, you Yes, know, like, and mm-hmm. it's sort of like – some people say it smells sort of like chai, like it's kind of really warm. This one's more like – it's warm, but it's, like, bright, brighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. But not how many prototypes did you have? 27. I think I smelled probably, like, maybe like, 10 of them. Maybe yeah, like maybe half. It's so cool to like. It's well, so mind blowing to me that you can create a scent, and also like this is something. And I was telling her this when she walked in. I was like, it reminds me of something. Like you know how scent like yes. can transport you to like your childhood or like you know the, uh-huh. like this takes me somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but 
but I'm definitely going exactly exactly maybe it's Vegas it could be who knows but everybody says everybody puts it on there like oh what what is happening but also it smells like something but I don't know what it is so it's really fun for me to like see people's reactions because it's I don't know it's when I made it I thought this is like fucking insane like the scent profile in my head was like this what is, is you weird. know what what is the scent profile oh it's top secret oh okay sorry sorry, sorry, sorry i sorry. will tell you i mean it is you know there's some fruitiness some muskiness okay like, sorry but exact particulars i keep that under wraps. oh okay sorry 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 mm-hmm. not, not didn't mean to um oh put no you on blast like no, that. no 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 <laughs> It'll be fun to see because like the first round has gone out. So I'll start to hear like what people think. And I'm like, if you guys want to pick up a bottle, <gasps> hey, you can go to shop nataliemcmillan.com, right? Nope. That's my Instagram. Okay. But my website is natalie-mcmillan.com okay. because Natalie McMillan has monopolized this website. Just the regular one, nataliemcmillan.com. She's apparently a real estate agent, but. Oh, you should tell them about the other Natalie McMillan that exists. <sighs> It's so unfortunate. It's really, it's worst case scenario, It's guys. the worst case scenario. Because McMillan, Natalie McMillan, it it's, seems like a rare name. It's kind of not that popular. There's a realtor who has my website mm-hmm. and doesn't use it, by the way. And there is a murderer. Who, yes, a woman <laughs> who murdered her children. So, so yeah, it's not great. It's, it is truly the worst case scenario. It is. And I, I mean, I really can't complain because people call me, you know, like they call me Karen a uh-huh, lot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, you know, Karen culture. Yeah. But um, I, I can't complain because there's no one named Corinne Fox. There's no one named Corinne Fox. That's but, true. But definitely no one who's a murderer. That's right. But there is somebody <laughs> named Ruby who you're playing on Dollface. <laughs> and I just want to circle back to Dollface because <laughs> we're fully in it now. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, I'm filming a Hulu show right now called Dollface. And I play a character named Ruby. Um, and I have one more one more episode to shoot and then I'm done. It's crazy because I feel like we you had just booked it when we we did an episode and like I said, like, oh you booked it and now it's like you're wrapping it. I know. I'm gonna be in five episodes of season two, which I don't know when it comes out, but when it does, you know we'll let y'all know. We will plug it. It will be in Corinne's infamous show notes. In my show notes, of course. Okay, but not now that we've let them know what's going on in our lives, let's yes. get into the topic today, which is how to explore your spirituality in your adulthood mm-hmm. and um, talk a little bit about why we chose this topic. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like as you enter adulthood, it can really be a time where you widen and or deepen your religious and spiritual practices. You know, some adults might leave their childhood faiths and convert to something new. Some mm-hmm. might deepen their connection with their childhood faiths. And then some might decide to leave organized religion altogether. Mm-hmm. And I think we really wanted to just dedicate an episode to how these changes affect our livelihood. And then how, if you're somebody who's in any of these stages, like how to navigate your own spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I told you before this, I was a little nervous to do this episode. I know. Well, I think religion is a very like, you know, it can be a touchy subject for some people. Yeah. But I think that just as a disclaimer, we love, you could be any religion. You could be no religion. You could be a witch. We don't care what you well, are. We prefer if you're a witch. We, we love witches. <laughs> we don't care what you are. Like, we love and accept you. And, and none then of no this, way are we trying to say to no, leave, to no, go. No. We're just like, we're just this saying, is a how-to podcast. Yes. And we're just saying, if you're in any of these situations, in any of these stages, yeah. here are some helpful tips for you. Because everybody at some point has some sort of like faith-based like question. Like, hmm, do I believe this? Do I not? Or you even know? if you've never had it. I don't 
don't know. Just it's yeah. I felt I was like it's a little sensitive because you grew up and you hear you're not supposed to talk about religion, politics, like money. You, yeah, yeah. There's all these things, but I do think it's something that's a part of everyone's lives, it and is. we all have this journey. And you know, we're gonna keep it real. We're gonna keep it real. But so. not when we're talking about this. You know, it is a part of everybody's life. Like, mm-hmm. why is spirituality and religion? But not like we just said, it's a part of everybody's lives. Why are we spiritual and religious beings? Yeah. So generally, people like to live a life with meaning and purpose. Just generally. Just generally. (laughs) And when these goals are met, it really puts harmony in your life. And it also kind of creates the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. They also, religious and spiritual practices, they give us a feeling of connectedness, hope, optimism, trust. And of course, purpose, Mm -hmm. compassion, forgiveness, and gratefulness are also qualities that are strongly associated with individuals who are spiritual and or religious. And actually, according to NAMI, shout out to NAMI. We love NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, which I am an ambassador for. Yes. (laughs) According to them, individuals who practice these qualities are thought to be associated with decreased stress and increased resiliency. Oh. Pretty interesting, right? Another reason why we... We kind of do these things is the ritual of it. So rituals, they help people to cope with difficult life decisions like a ceremony for the loss of a loved one. Right, right. There's, you know, structure and regularity and predictability in it. And it also allows for time to rest as well as, you know, certain religious holidays and other special times of the year where people can gather and get together. Mm -hmm. And that's really one of the main reasons people kind of turn to religion too is that it is community yeah 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 and as you guys know if you're loyal listeners i grew up in a in a religious cult yeah and they all lived like you know how certain towns are like very religion specific yeah Mm -hmm. so this town was like one town over it's like 10 minutes away and the one thing i will say is that their community was so tight like they did everything together like they like they would have softball leagues like everything was together so it really is this like strong sense of community that people find in it yeah but what would you do if you were like questioning if you had a childhood faith right what would you do if you were questioning it yeah well that's actually something that's super common in total about half of american adults have changed religious affiliation at least once during their life Mm. and most people who have religion leave their childhood faith before the age of 24 so you know if you're listening to this podcast you're you're probably in that age range Mm -hmm. and many of those who change religion do so more than once so it is something that is common and i think if you're questioning your childhood faith you're coming into your own your own values morals i think where to start is knowing that doubt is normal. Mm -hmm. And according to the Pew Research Center, mind you, this is from 2015, so maybe the data's changed since then. But when they asked participants if they believed in God or universal spirit, 89% of U.S. adults said yes, which was down from 92% in the previous survey in Mm -hmm. 2007. Mm -hmm. So in 2015, nearly one in 10 said that they didn't believe in God, which was up from five percent in 2007 yeah so people are questioning things more people there's a lot more 
you know, doubt in maybe uh-huh. what you were told and that's okay. And I think just realizing that our spiritual lives are a roller coaster mm-hmm. and there are times when you're going to feel connected to a higher power and there's going to be times when you don't feel mm-hmm. like that. And I think doubt is completely normal, even if your religion tells you that it's not. I think everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. And another interesting study said that after studying hundreds of human subjects, a researcher observed that as young adults, many people are put off by ideas that seem arbitrary or morally retrograde, such as those surrounding you know, sexuality. Mm-hmm. They may also become disillusioned by religion's inability to explain life's hardest puzzles. For example, the idea of a loving God in face of a world full of suffering. Yeah. I mean, very valid questions to be asking yourself and kind of asking like especially like at that age you know like at 24 being a young adult and like realizing holy shit the world's fucked up and also I think you know there is this trend that we were seeing when we were researching like statistically that less and less people are you know religious and I think another thing is like with the rise of social media you're exposed to so many different things now and different points of view that it's easier to sort of like think like ooh hmm maybe I think that more than I do this yeah, you know yeah. what I mean So I think another thing to do is just give yourself the grace to ask those questions. So maybe write down a list of things that don't feel true to you or are kind of rubbing you the wrong way about your faith and then lean on your community and ask these questions to get further clarification and that could be a pastor, a priest, a spiritual counselor, a Bible study, something like that. And if you ask questions and the answers don't feel right to you, you can take a break to ask what you need from the religion or spiritual practice that's currently missing. So easier said than done. Obviously, some religions are communities of family and friends, so it could be really difficult to take the self-explorative. Explorative? Self-explorative. Is, that, is, that, a, is that a word? It doesn't sound right to me when it comes out, but I think it is. I think it is. Self-explorative. <laughs> it's also, again, early and we are drinking wine. But anyways, yeah, it, it could be difficult to take that type of break. But remember, religion should always serve you and your needs. And the, your, your your needs might be different than theirs. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think another thing that you can do if you're kind of, you know, questioning your childhood faith is to just be still and mm-hmm. get quiet and when you're in doubt, sitting in prayer or meditation can be a great way to get clarity on what you truly need from a religion. And if talking to, you know, a higher power doesn't feel good to you, you can just listen to yourself. Yeah. You can just tune into yourself and what you truly need and what you want from your spiritual practice. And this self-reflection can lead you to either decide to stay with your current religious practice or maybe leave and drift into something new. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the reasons that people maybe change religions or develop you know, an entirely new view on spirituality in their adulthood. Yes. Okay. Well, again, according to another study done by Pew Research Center. Which is like the most legit. I know. They had a lot of studies done on this too. So these are the top reasons why people might leave or kind of go astray. So the number one reason is that people might think of religious people as hypocritical or judgmental because religious organizations focus too much on rules or because religious leaders are too focused on power and money. Far fewer say that they became unaffiliated because they believe that modern science proves that religion is superstition. Another reason is that they just relocated to a new community or that they married someone from a different religious background. Yeah, that's like, I think, pretty common. I feel like people marry, you know. And then they sort of just convert for the one that they love. Yeah. So, but 
I think, you know, that would be like some ways to explore. But what if you're religiously and spiritually lost? Yeah. So when we were researching this, we actually came upon something that was really cool. Mm -hmm. If you're confused about what you are or like where you stand on your religious spiritual journey, there is this really great religious typology quiz by the Pew Research Center online. I'll link it in the show notes. Legit. And you can, it's so legit. It's super detailed and it's all based on research and facts and talking to so many people and kind of categorizing where people can be on a religious spectrum. There's seven categories that you can be put fall into, into, fall into. And Nat and I both took the quiz. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset of where I landed. Nat yeah. was like, oh no, that's totally me. Yeah. I hope this doesn't like trigger anyone because it's not where we're coming. I don't like the name. Okay. She I, doesn't like the name. I, don't, I understand. I, and it I doesn't, it. you know, I want to, I'm open to everything. Yes. She really is. But we were titled religious or Resist- religion resistors. Yeah. Um, and so this is how they defined uh, a religion resistor. It says that they largely do believe in some higher power or spiritual force, but not the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And many have some new age beliefs and consider themselves spiritual, but not religious. At the same time, members of this group strongly express negative views of organized religion, saying that church have too much influence in politics and that overall religion does more harm than good. Religion resistors are generally liberal and democratic in their political views. Yeah. But so they okay, kind of dragged us all, to fill. Yeah, guys. <laughs> first of all, I am so respectful of whatever works for people. So like, I hope no one hears this and they're like, oh, you know, if you're really devout to something, like no. I support that. I see that. I don't want to respect that. I respect yeah. that. I think it's so special. It's just, anyways, this quiz is really, really detailed and really a good way if you are lost to figure out like, where am I here? Where am I landing Where do I land on Mm -hmm. the spectrum? And it's all backed by research. So that link to the quiz will be in the show notes. Yeah. And then depending on what your result is, if you kind of want to explore it deeper, if you're like, hmm, maybe maybe I really want to find an organized religion, right? So just kind of keep an open mind and maybe meet some religious leaders and teachers in your community. If you're comfortable, you can even attend one of their services. You can ask them about their views on life, relationships, ethical conduct, and their daily practice of their religion. You can even go online and kind of look at forums and talk to other people around the world. So don't confine yourself to just talking with like your friends or your neighbors, because if you're trying to explore outward, then your friends and neighbors probably might have a similar view as as you do. Mm -hmm. And then also consider what your core belief is about God or gods, Mm -hmm. plural. Because if you believe there's only one God, then your choice of religion is kind of narrowed down to monotheistic religions. But if you believe in multiple gods, then your choice of religions kind of narrows down to polytheistic religions. So you can kind of start there and be like, hmm, like I believe in multiple gods. So that might push you towards like Hinduism or something. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I think though a lot of people are very comfortable with their faith and with their spirituality. Yeah. So how could somebody kind of dig deeper into that? Yeah. Well, whether, you know, it's an organized religion or not, Mm -hmm. having some kind of practice or structure that allows one to ponder, you know, life's mysteries and move beyond to focus on the self can greatly increase happiness and life satisfaction. So if you have a religion that you feel confident in, that that gives you something, like there's so much research to show that that 
is a very positive thing in your life. Mm -hmm. Most studies have shown that religious involvement and spirituality are associated with better health outcomes, including greater longevity, coping skills, health-related quality of life, especially during like terminal illness, Mm -hmm. less anxiety, depression, suicide. And studies, several studies have shown that addressing the spiritual needs of a patient may even enhance recovery from illness. But I do think that like as we become adults, it becomes harder and harder to find time to incorporate your own spiritual and religious practices. Mm-hmm. Even if you have something that you love, it's just like we have so much going it's on. Hard. We this, that, this, that. We wanted to come up with some ideas on how to incorporate these practices into your life if you need like a little refresher. Yes. So and one thing that Corinne and I have been very open about is that we're both very much into meditation. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to like, where am I going to fit this in? Right. But prayer and meditation is, it's one of the simplest ways to cultivate a spiritual practice. And you can set 10 minutes in the morning or the evening or just whenever, whatever part of the day works for you, take part in a prayer or meditation. And Prayer make it may might make more sense if you subscribe to a, maybe a higher power in a more organized religion way. While meditation and mindfulness are sacred, time tested rituals that can be experienced by anyone. Yeah. So, and if you're interested in starting meditation, you can totally use an app. I mean, we've we've always been up. On I the love apps. Headspace, Headspace and Calm mm-hmm. and all those ones. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways. Yeah, another way to practice spirituality or religious practices is to give back with time and money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's common in religious traditions to donate time and money, whether to it's a, a faith-based institution or a nonprofit organization. But these practices aren't reserved only for those belonging to a specific religious community. Anyone can donate to NGOs, environmental efforts, give back initiatives. Like that's part of yeah. being, you know, a, a spiritual being, giving back, mm-hmm. you know, creating like a flow. Um, and I I go to a religious I mean, a spiritual center. I go to a spiritual center Uh and I always make sure that I donate when I, you know, because they're giving me something. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I I spend a lot of my time giving back through my philanthropic efforts, which Uh really does like give me meaning and purpose. Totally. I think it's called, and I could be wrong, but I think in a religious sense, when you give back, it's called tithing. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Tithing. Um, So yeah, that's a way to, to kind of come even closer to your religious practice or spiritual practice. Other thing you can do is to attend a spiritual retreat. So now and then it's worth taking time away for a little spiritual retreat. <laughs> retweet. What tweet? Retweet. Retreat. Retweet. <laughs> Whether at an organized institution or for a solo getaway, creating space for reflection, mentorship, and education is essential for spiritual growth and continued transformation. And by getting outside of our routine and familiar environment, we can more easily recenter ourselves. And they're also really excellent for engaging with and learning from others on similar spiritual paths. Like Corinne went to Costa Rica a few years ago. Yeah. And still talks to, I mean, you had a very good experience. Yeah. I went on like a spiritual retreat by myself, but it was the group of people to Costa Rica and it was all like older women. (laughs) And I made really close friendships. I was the youngest one there by far, but it was just so fun to meet other women who are on the same spiritual path as me. And I made really close friends with one, Scout. Shout out to Scout. I love Scout so much. She's actually, actually that's now on my baby name list because I love Scout so Aww. much. And yeah, she's she's an older woman and it just felt good to have that sense of community and connection. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. But another thing that you can do is, is hold space for rituals. And that could be attending a weekly spiritual religious service or even something just like lighting a candle at the end of the day while reciting a poem or a prayer. Rituals are a meaningful way to practice discipline and reverence in your spiritual practice. Yeah. Every morning I do a little ritual. I've been so bad about doing anything. Yeah. But I need to get back into it. I do. I'm pretty good about going to my Sunday service. Yeah. And you med- and you do a lot of meditation. I know. I haven't in the last two weeks though. Yeah. You've been busy. <laughs> but yeah, I do like a I do like a little energy sort of protection. <laughs> I do like this whole little ceremony in the morning. It doesn't take that long. I'm very like witchy hippy dippy. <laughs> I might pull a few tarot cards, you know, my journal. That's kind of my ritual. Yeah. And then lastly, you can experience what they call carbonated holiness. What? So think, <laughs> things that aren't necessarily outwardly spiritual or religious, but still give you something that is spiritual or religious. Right. So like things like laughter, play, tenderness. These are things that can be a part of spiritual practice too. And we can connect with something outside of ourselves and return to the innocence of youth, creating time for the embodied and playful activities like playing games with your partner, creating art without judgment. For me, I love a solo dance party. Oh, we love a solo it dance really party. It really does feel like I'm connecting like I grew up in dance and so dance is something that's like very like sacred for me. Yes. Like very much I feel like a connection with a higher power yes. when I'm dancing. Yeah. Well also it's just like this connection to your body, to your like soul, the music, like a hundred percent. Yeah. So like those can also be religious and spiritual practices too. And also I, I would put in there for me nature. Like I mm-hmm. really love um, road trips with Joe, like there's something very spiritual about being out mm-hmm. um, in the wilderness and things like that. So all those things can be a part of your spiritual practice. Right. And so I think the last thing to cover sort of is what if spirituality or religion is just like not for you at all? You're yeah. like, mm, I don't think this is for me in any capacity. Yeah, that's totally a lot of people. A lot of people. So another Pew <laughs> Research study. We really hit up we really, They research. really were there. <laughs> They said when people were asked what gives their lives meaning, they said family, career, and that was prioritized over spirituality and faith. So while faith can be a part of your life, there are other ways to find meaning in life, especially through work and family. Yeah. And I mean, just my hot take on it is I think spirituality and religion are really great tools to help you find purpose and meaning. But I also know plenty of people who have no desire at all to be religious or spiritual, and they find purpose and meaning in their life just as easily. So, you know, and and not being spiritual or religious or not believing in a higher power doesn't mean that you don't have a moral compass. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people think that you get morality from religion and spirituality, which I think you do like you you deepen it probably but i think that morality is like an inherent part of who you are yeah and i think for me i think people really what we want is a sense of community and a sense of purpose 100% you know like that's like at the core of just being like a tribal being you want community you want to roll you want to know what you're doing uh-huh. and i believe that family can give you that sense of community and then i also think that work it doesn't have to be your sole method of purpose but it can if you're doing something you truly love and you truly feel called to like mm-hmm. it can give you that the same things that religion or spirituality can give you if that doesn't feel good to you yeah and another thing that i was just reminded of is like 
I know a lot of people when they have children are like, this is my purpose. Like if you might have a baby and be like, okay, hold on. Like this is my purpose. You know, we're finding meaning and purpose in life through a lot of other things. Yeah. Well, that's all we got. Wraps it up. Yes. We hope that you guys feel supported in your spiritual journey and have learned some new ways to explore your spirituality in Mm -hmm. your adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. So now while we've been talking about spirituality and religion, (laughs) what we've also been drinking alcohol we have been drinking alcohol um i am watching the housewives right now of salt lake city and they're mormon and they they can't drink what they do oh okay they (gasps) they get around the rules Uh they get Uh around the rules i thought you were gonna say that they like smoke or something to like because they can't drink oh no no they can't do that either are you kidding me well, I know, and but like some religions too, you can't drink, so then you they smoke a lot of hookah. Oh, yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. I who don't knows? Know. Who knows? So yeah, we're drinking this Kim Crawford Sauve Blanc. It's a 2018. Would you like to introduce our hottie? Oh yeah, this was your idea, but it was um, we were gonna our hottie of the week is mm-hmm. Haley Bieber mm-hmm. because her and Justin Bieber, who is her husband, uh-huh. they're very faith based people, and I feel like their faith is so has been like a really big positive aspect of their relationship they've really connected through their faith Mm -hmm. and um i feel like she's like a good example of how faith can like enhance your life yes and how it kind of like gives them i feel like they have a like a path Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that a lot of that comes from their their religion yeah so one to Haley bieber what are we thinking of this kim crawford savion blanc i mean Haley Bieber, so beautiful, so stunning. I really, 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 really like it. It's really good. I'm not going to give it a Haley out of Haley. I'm giving it a nine out of Haley. I'll give it a nine. Okay. A I'm nine out of a nine out of I really Haley. do like it. I know. You know what? Like I said, I've never tried this, but everybody in Napa, like everybody loves the Kim Crawford Sauvignon. So I don't know how I've never tried it. Because yeah. also we have like 400 bottles at, at my dad's house. Oh, really? Well, you know what? This isn't chill. It might have taken it to that Haley Bieber out of Haley Bieber oh, if, it if it was chill. I think that's all Good it's point. missing. And also it's 10 a.m. So, so like, I think those are the things that are going against it, but early. it's so, so good. So we'll link it in the show notes if you guys want to pick up a bottle. Yes. Okay, so this is part of the episode we play a little wrap-up game, and today we're playing 200 questions. Awesome. And no, we're not answering 200 questions. We're picking one through 200 uh-huh. of questions we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And Nat, would you like to go first? All oh, right. Technically, they're supposed to get deeper as you get closer to 200, but I don't really think that's the case. I don't know. One of them, I'll never forget. One of them you picked was, when was the last time you climbed a tree? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Okay, let me think. I feel like I always choose the same goddamn numbers. Okay, let's go 42. 42. Okay. I have no idea why I chose that. It's meant to be. Okay, wait, and I'm scrolling. Oh, this is so interesting. Oh, God. Okay, what have you only recently formed an opinion about? Ooh, what have I only recently formed an opinion about? Damn. It says many people don't think about how or when they form opinions. So it's often interesting to hear how and why they formed their most recent opinion. Recent opinion. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know if it's, it's an opinion. Sure. It could be anything. I think it's, I actually do think it is kind of scientifically backed. Okay. But I think that we eat like so much protein. I'm like, I don't think we need this much protein because I feel so much better just eating like like a lot of like fruits and vegetables. 
But like, I don't feel that good if I eat a bunch of protein. I think it depends on like the type of protein. Because the thing is, you don't like fish. I, I don't like fish. And I feel like that's a really like light, like. I like shrimp. Like nutritious protein that like you don't have. Like, yeah. But, like, I really s- wish I liked like, fish. steak is so, like yeah. steak makes me feel like absolute shit. Even chicken. I don't really I don't like chicken, chicken like that. Very much. I don't like fuck with chicken like that. I do love a steak. I do love a steak. But, but it's you like, don't feel I'm good. Not, but I'm not going to eat a steak. I eat maybe one steak a, a well, I don't even know. I don't know. I have one every six months. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know the last time I had a steak. And I've never cooked meat. I've literally never cooked meat in my life. Oh. I only eat it if somebody puts it in front of me. See, I make salmon every week and it's like the highlight of my week. And I feel good the next day. My skin feels softer. Yeah. And like, but I think that my, yeah, I think my opinion is like, you don't, we don't need all this. Protein. I don't think we need as much as they say. Or like, you know, people, they work out and they're like, well, now I got to have 70 grams of protein. Oh, and, I do that. You know? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know need that but also i just sort of am thinking like everybody's body is so different like i think that the guidelines should be different for i think everybody just eat how they when they how they feel good yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. obviously that doesn't mean just like eat a bunch of garbage but garbage garbage, (laughs) but i guess that's my most recent opinion okay i guess i I love that (laughs) i'm so curious where that came from I think just because I was realizing the other day, I'm like, damn, I really don't eat that much protein. And then I was like, but I feel great. <laughs> I feel very energized. I feel fantastic. All right, pick a number. I'm gonna go in the. I'm gonna go in 100. Ooh. I'm gonna go with 175. Boise. 175. So nervous. Like, actually, You're close to 200. I'm actually really nervous right now. I feel like kind of like. Okay, well, if it's real, if it's like way too. I, the fact that I have to scroll through so many questions because you're so far. Okay, here we go. Oh, should I do 174? Shh. 174 is deeper, actually, than 175. What's 175? 175 is if life is a game, like some people say, what are some of the rules? What the fuck? No, I don't even know what that means. Right? I okay, really just 174. What are some of the events in your life that made you who you are? Oh my god! Oh, no. Do we have oh, time? Shit! <laughs> some of the events in my life that made me who I who I am. Oh god, I don't know. I mean, okay, I, I can bring up. I had a really, I had really influential teachers. Uh huh. So, like, I had this very deep connection with my school librarian oh miss richards uh-huh and something about like having an adult who's not your parent like see something in you or like not family not a friend like she just like really i felt like she saw me I, and i well, was like yeah. a, i was like you know in kindergarten she was the librarian from kindergarten to like sixth grade and i just like felt like and like the way she interacted with me i, I don't know i just felt like oh i'm special like and she yes. sees that and she sees like who I am, 100%. and I feel like there's people in your life, and this is one of like very many that uh-huh. like give you an idea, like some self worth, and like yes, you know. So yes. Miss Richards, I always like want to like find her and like Aww. thank her for like, and also my kindergarten teacher Miss Pulgies, 
she also oh. saw something in me. Aww. And I felt it. And I felt like, I don't know. Like, like she, they... sees, she sees my, my, my shine. Yes. Oh, I love that. I know. And, and like, I, I very much, you know, I mean, my, you know, Margie was my sixth grade math teacher and she like adopted me. So yeah, there's something about like having a really great teacher. Yes. And I think so many people have that story of like that teacher that just saw something. Changed their life, like took them under their wing or you know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't that like my parents didn't make me feel that way. It was just like, it's something special when it's someone who doesn't have to. Right. Pay our teachers more. Exactly. Okay. Because you can change. Literally, they change children's lives. Like literally every day. Every day. Every day. So we love our teachers. Love you, Miss Miss Richards and Miss Poolgees. And Margie. <laughs> but I talked to her. <laughs> and Margie. And Margie. Um, okay. Well, that's our episode. If you guys liked it or you, you know somebody who's kind of going through this phase in their life, please share the podcast. Yes. And also please rate and review our podcast. Do it. <laughs> and also send us your uh, questions if you need some advice. Yes. We're here for you, We're bestie. We're here for you, besties. And yes. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.